Today is the 27th day of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is a pleasure and an honor to be here with you today. And uh, it's a pleasure and honor to be coming to you from the holy city of Jerusalem today. Uh, We had a long day yesterday, a lot of travel and an early morning today to get right at it. So uh, thank you for your continued prayers uh, over, over all of it. We are indeed drinking from a fire hose, and uh, there's just a lot to take in. And now we have reached the holy city of Jerusalem, and the complexion of, uh, of our time together changes because now we're, we're in an urban area, uh, a lot more attention, a lot more uh, population, and a lot more jostling around. So uh, thank you for your continued prayers. Uh, We'll talk about uh, the latest events and uh, what we've seen and experienced here in a little bit, but let's get to what we come here to do, which is is to allow God's word to just come washing into our lives, washing us clean, uh, letting us exhale and, and calm down and be present to what God will speak to us today. We're picking up where we left off yesterday, of course. And that will bring us back into the book of Leviticus. We're reading from the New International Version this week. Leviticus chapter 20, verse 22 through 22, verse 16. Keep all my decrees and laws and follow them, so that the land where I am bringing you to live may not vomit you out. You must not live according to the customs of the nations I am going to drive out before you. Because they did all these things, I abhorred them. But I said to you, you will possess their land. I will give it to you as an inheritance, a land flowing with milk and honey. I am the Lord your God who has set you apart from the nations. You must therefore make a distinction between clean and unclean animals and between unclean and clean birds. Do not defile yourselves by any animal or bird or anything that moves along the ground, those that I have set apart as unclean for you. You are to be holy to me, because I, the Lord, am holy, and I have set you apart from the nations to be my own. A man or woman who is a medium or spiritist among you must be put to death. You are to stone them. Their blood will be on their own heads. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the priests, the sons of Aaron, and say to them, A priest must not make himself ceremonially unclean for any of his people who die except for a close relative, such as his mother or father, his son or daughter, his brother, or an unmarried sister who is dependent on him, since she has no husband. For her, he may make himself unclean. He must not make himself unclean for people related to him by marriage and so defile himself. Priests must not shave their heads or shave off the edges of their beards or cut their bodies. 
They must be holy to their God and must not profane the name of their God because they present the food offerings to the Lord, the food of their God. They are to be holy. They must not marry women defiled by prostitution or divorced from their husbands because priests are holy to their God. Regard them as holy because they offer up the food of your God. Consider them holy because I, the Lord, am holy. I will make you holy. If a priest's daughter defiles herself by becoming a prostitute, she disgraces her father. She must be burned in the fire. The high priest, the one among his brothers who has had the anointing oil poured on his head and who has been ordained to wear the priestly garments, must not let his hair become unkempt or tear his clothes. He must not enter a place where there is a dead body. He must not make himself unclean, even for his father or mother, nor leave the sanctuary of his God or desecrate it, because he has been dedicated by the anointing oil of his God. I am the Lord. The woman he marries must be a virgin. He must not marry a widow, a divorced woman, or a woman defiled by prostitution but only a virgin from his own people, so that he will not defile his offspring among his people. I am the Lord who makes him holy. The Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, For the generations to come, none of your descendants who has a defect may come near to offer the food of his God. No man who has any defect may come near. No man who is blind or lame, disfigured or deformed. No man with a crippled foot or hand, or who is a hunchback or a dwarf, or who has any eye defect, or who has festering or running sores or damaged testicles. No descendant of Aaron the priest who has any defect is to come near to present the food offerings to the Lord. He has a defect. He must not come near to offer the food of his God. He may eat the most holy food of his God, as well as the holy food. Yet because of his defect, he must not go near the curtain or approach the altar and so desecrate my sanctuary. I am the Lord who makes them holy. So Moses told this to Aaron and his sons and to all the Israelites. The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons to treat with respect the sacred offerings the Israelites consecrate to me, so they will not profane my holy name. I am the Lord. Say to them, For the generations to come, if any of your descendants is ceremonially unclean and yet comes near the sacred offerings that the Israelites consecrate to the Lord, that person must be cut off from my presence. I am the Lord. If a descendant of Aaron has a defiling skin disease or a bodily discharge, he may not eat the sacred offerings until he is cleansed. He will also be unclean if he touches something defiled by a corpse or by anyone who has an emission of semen 
or if he touches any crawling thing that makes him unclean, or any person who makes him unclean, whatever the uncleanness may be. The one who touches any such thing will be unclean till evening. He must not eat any of the sacred offerings unless he has bathed himself with water. When the sun goes down, he will be clean, and after that he may eat the sacred offerings, for they are his food. He must not eat anything found dead or torn by wild animals and so become unclean through it. I am the Lord. The priests are to perform my service in such a way that they do not become guilty and die for treating it with contempt. I am the Lord who makes them holy. No one outside a priest's family may eat the sacred offering nor may the guest of a priest or his hired worker eat it. But if a priest buys a slave with money, or if slaves are born in his household, they may eat his food. If a priest's daughter marries anyone other than a priest, she may not eat any of the sacred contributions. But if a priest's daughter becomes a widow, or is divorced, yet has no children, and she returns to live in her father's household, as in her youth, she may eat her father's food. No unauthorized person, however, may eat it. Anyone who eats a sacred offering by mistake must make restitution to the priest for the offering and add a fifth of the value to it. The priests must not desecrate the sacred offerings the Israelites present to the Lord, by allowing them to eat the sacred offerings and so bring upon them guilt requiring payment. I am the Lord who makes them holy. Mark 9, 1-29 And he said to them, Truly, I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God has come with power. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him and led them up a high mountain where they were all alone. There he was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. And there appeared before them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say. They were so frightened. Then a cloud appeared and covered them and a voice came from the cloud. This is my son, whom I love. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus gave them orders not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. They kept the matter to themselves discussing what rising from the dead meant. And they asked him, Why do the teachers of the law say that Elijah must come first? 
Jesus replied, To be sure, Elijah does come first and restore all things. Why then is it written that the Son of Man must suffer much and be rejected? But I tell you, Elijah has come, and they have done to him everything they wished, just as it is written about him. When they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them, and the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing with them about? he asked. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son, who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. You unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, How long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything... Take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet and he stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, Why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, This kind can come out only by prayer. Psalm 43 Vindicate me, my God, and plead my cause against an unfaithful nation. Rescue me from those who are deceitful and wicked. You are God, my stronghold. Why have you rejected me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? Send me your light and your faithful care. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. Then I will go to the altar of God. To God, my joy and my delight. I will praise you with the lyre, O God, my God. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? 
put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. Proverbs 10, 18 Whoever conceals hatred with lying lips and spreads slander is a fool. Father, we thank you for your word and we thank you for the way that it opens up our hearts and exposes uh, all of the thoughts and intents of our hearts and invites us deeper into relationship with you and even as we're traveling the land of the Bible right now, and, and the Bible is coming alive to us in, in ways that, that are unique because, because we're in the places where these events happened, uh, we also know that this is coming alive uh, throughout the community. And I thank you, Father, that uh, through this journey to Israel every year, this kind of... Uh, cements the community in place and we begin to move through the year together and so Father as we continue our journey we ask that you would uh, indeed continue to quicken our hearts and, and wake us up we thank you for the way that you slowly gently lovingly father us and mature us and we welcome this Come, Holy Spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Okay, so um, yesterday, boy, it seems like longer than that because it was a long day. We left the Galilee region. Beautiful morning. Uh, just the uh, mustard flowers waving in the breeze to us and green and lush, uh, just a gorgeous morning. And we have been staying on the, the northeastern side of the lake. And, and uh, on our way out, we went to the northwestern side of the lake uh, to a little path. It's called the Valley of the Doves. And it's an ancient path that led out of the, the Sea of, away from the Sea of Galilee to cities like Cana and Nazareth. So, it's an ancient path that you can walk on um, knowing that you're walking in the footsteps of Jesus. That, you know, I mean, the, the scriptures put Jesus in Nazareth and they put him in Cana and they certainly put him around the Sea of Galilee. And since that was the path to get between these two places, then, you know, you realize uh, you're walking an ancient path uh, that Jesus walked. And it's near Mount Arbel, which is a, a, a geographical landmark in the Galilee. It's just gorgeous. Just a few minutes to say goodbye, really, to the Galilee. Just ah, to exhale our time there and, and the serenity of it all and and breathe in and, and just kind of release that part of the trip because we had to move forward. And we did. Our next stop was atop Mount Carmel where the prophet Elijah uh, had a showdown with the prophets of Baal and uh, fire came from heaven and, and so we just opened the scriptures and read the story and realized, okay, this is 
this is Mount Carmel. This is where this happened. And then we finish the story because, you know, after after this mighty outpouring of God's spirit and God's power and, and drawing the people back to himself, uh, Queen Jezebel sent Elijah a, a note telling him that he was, uh, that she was going to take his life and, and right away. And so he fled all the way from Mount Carmel to Beersheba. And we started our journey in Beersheba. And so it was pretty clear how far that is. And, uh, and then he went 40 more days back into the wilderness, just on the run. And, and we just kind of explored the, the ways that we go on the run. Because God came to Elijah on that mountain and said, what are you doing here? And so uh, we kind of let that sink in as we moved. Uh, well, we actually moved into lunchtime after that. And after a bit of lunch, back to the Mediterranean coast. So we had begun our journey, what feels like, I don't know, three or four weeks ago, even though it's only been days ago. We began our journey on the Mediterranean coast in Ashdod. And we made our way in a full circle all the way around the country, back to the Mediterranean Sea, uh, only hitting the Mediterranean coast a, a bit north at Caesarea Maritima, which uh, in, in, the, in the Roman era was a gem of, of the area, a, a truly Romanized city uh, where the Roman government largely took place for the region. And it, it uh, is a bit famous from the scriptures because it, it is where the Apostle Paul was taken after he was arrested in Jerusalem. And uh, this is a story that, that we'll get to as we move out of the Gospels and into the, the book of Acts and forward. But obviously we're not there yet. But the Apostle Paul was taken to Caesarea Maritima to be held under guard because uh, there were assassination plots against him. And eventually, after a couple of years, it's where the Apostle Paul uh, appealed his case to the emperor. And so it was from Caesarea Maritima that he sailed to Rome. So that, that uh, squarely put us in the New Testament while also um, enjoying and appreciating it's a spectacular archaeological site uh, revealing just m so much history uh, including ruins from uh, the Crusader era so uh, we spent some time there exploring, orienting appreciating uh, and just being on the ocean the winds have picked up here and that began last evening on the Sea of Galilee we could I mean, the winds had just really picked up. And so by the time we got to the coast, it was windy and the, and the surf was high. The waves were uh, capping and splashing up against the shore and spraying foam and um, beautiful, but windy. So a little chilly, but the sun was out. And so it was very enjoyable. And then uh, once we left there, the next stop was Jerusalem. So we began at sea level and began to climb our way to the center of the country and the holy city of Jerusalem, which is where we are now and where we uh, ended the day and uh, got moved in. You know, it's 
it's the last stop. Thankfully, you don't have to uh, pack up and, and, and move again until we're packing up uh, to go back to our homes. So uh, we'll be basing out of Jerusalem as we explore some of the interior of the country as well as in and around Jerusalem over the coming days. And we'll be spending today in and around Jerusalem, but we haven't done that yet. So we'll talk about that. Tomorrow, thank you for your continued prayers over health and stamina and safety and technology and travel and logistics and all that goes into uh, into a pilgrimage like this. Lots of moving parts. But we, we feel your prayers, and that's not a joke. Like, Believe it or not, things are going very smoothly. And so thank you for your continued prayers. As I've mentioned a number of times, you can follow along with this trip by just uh, going to one of the social media channels, uh, Daily Audio Bible's Facebook page or Daily Audio Bible's Instagram page. So uh, facebook.com forward slash Daily Audio Bible or just go to Facebook and search for Daily Audio Bible. Same with Instagram. Just search for Daily Audio Bible, all one word, and you'll, you'll find what you're looking for. And We're posting the pictures uh, from the places that they happen. And just kind of moving through this journey and tying us all together so that you can kind of look in and see some of the views that we're seeing and visit some of the places that we're visiting virtually. And if coming here, if if uh, experiencing this for yourself or your own heart is something that that's uh, percolating inside of you, Registration is open for the pilgrimage that we'll be taking in 2020, one year from now. And uh, you can get all of the details and read all about it at dailyaudiobible.com in the initiatives section. Just look for Israel 2020. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can push the button in the upper left-hand corner, that little drawer button, and then go to the initiatives section and you'll find Israel 2020. So I uh, hope to hope to see you next year in Jerusalem, as they say here. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com. There's a link. It's on the home page uh, of dailyaudiobible.com. Thank you humbly and profoundly uh, for your partnership. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or if you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, 877-942-4253 is the number to dial. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here. Tomorrow. I had a lot of problems. But my worries now are few. Because everything that bothered me, I gave dear Lord to you. Dark clouds still surround me. But now I have no fear. I know that in the midst of storms, your love is always near. Teach me, Lord your words to speak. Please carry me when I get weak. My debts are high, my assets few, but all the earth belongs to you. 
I don't despair when I'm pressed down. I'm often sound, but re- I'm often sad, but rarely frown. You help me go that extra mile. I need you, Abba Father. I'm your child. Every day my faith increases, even though my life's in pieces. I begin each day in eager expectation, but with the peace you give me, there's very little frustration. Cleanse me, Lord, in every way. Help me walk right day by day. Help me, Lord, to stay the course. I serve you now with no remorse. BlindTony1016 at gmail.com I'd like to give a shout-out to Michelle from L.A. And also to Walter, the burning bush that will not be devoured for our Lord. Know you are both in my thoughts often and in my prayers daily. And also, once again, Brian, thank you and the heart and family for this wonderful podcast from God's Holy Spirit to flow. Keep it flowing, y'all. All right, bye-bye. Hi, this is Protected by His Wings in Virginia, calling on 24 February. Christine with a bumpy dog, I wanted to uh, say thank you very much for your prayer. It, it was a tremendous blessing to me. I played it over several times. Thank you so much. Uh, I want to ask for continued prayer. Uh, I'm still praying for you, Christine. I'm praying, and uh, I hear your fight with your battle with leukemia, and I know the Lord is with you every step of the way. I have a dog myself and love him dearly as well. Um, I am. I pr- call myself protected by his wings because um, Psalm 91 was a blessing and a comfort to me. I was in the Army when uh, we invaded Iraq and was uh, involved in that. Uh, invasion and my uh, uh, my back was injured. I was sent home for surgery and it was during my recovery time where I came back to the Lord um, full force, full force. Um, I was carrying too much on my back and it literally gave out. So uh, Christine, this is for you and for all of those others who are fighting uh, things right now. I pray Psalm 91. I pray that this, I declare the Lord, he alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I am trusting him. He will rescue you from every trap and protect you from the fatal plague. He will shield you with his wings. He will shelter you with his feathers. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor fear the dangers of the day, nor dread the plague that stalks in the darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. But you will see it with your eyes, you will see how the wicked are punished. You make the Lord your refuge. If you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your dwelling. For he orders his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you with their hands and keep you from striking your foot on a stone. Amen. This is Tim in Tampa. Uh, I usually like to call and pray for other people, but today, frankly, I need your prayers. I uh, I just haven't been myself lately. Uh, and I just really need the power of the Holy Spirit to help me to get myself back in alignment again. Everything just seems to be out of whack. My wife says I'm not myself. I get angry easily. My priorities aren't straight. Uh, just a, a number of different things in my life that just are, uh, are are not the way they need to be. And I just need the power of all of you praying. There's tremendous power here in this community. I've seen it so many times. I've been a listener and, and whatnot for a dozen years now, and I've seen so many things in my own life where I've asked for prayer. 
And that's when God shows up. And I've seen it in so many other people's lives. And this time I just need you to pray for me. I need the Holy Spirit to do something in me and, and just clean me out and get me back to where I know that I'm, I'm hearing the word of the Lord every single day. I'm hearing his voice. And I'm doing all the things with the right attitude that I need to be doing on a daily basis. And uh, so I would just ask that you would pray for me. Uh, I just really need the Holy Spirit. To, uh, he does everything just the right way. He knows him better than I do. And um, just ask that to do something special in, in me. And I, I know that he's got some other stuff he wants me to do. And just looking for some guidance. I need wisdom. I need favor. And I need to get my stuff together. All right, thanks, guys. Team in Tampa. Hello, Daily Radio Bible family. This is Tamina again. I'm really asking for your prayers. So I can sharpen my walk with the Lord because I have gone astray. I just don't want things to be right about that. Scattered brains all over the place. I want to be right by God and just be getting older and getting any younger. Life up my dear, you know, um, last year, you know, within a few months of each other, it's just like, I'm all over the place, but I just need the anxiety to completely cease. I have been doing good. God has helped me in that area. But I just need to be, I need that discipline. Um, that discipline to, to walk, stay focused, to be strong, not give in to any type of temptation, and just be that virtuous woman to walk boldly before the Lord. I was stripped of my confidence, and slowly gaining it back. So I'm asking that you please pray for me in that area as well so that I can't go forward. No questions, but uh, thank you all. I'm always praying for each and every one of you. I listen every day and this daily audio Bible has really changed my life I encourage everyone who's blessed to have a job and work to, to sow a seed into this ministry if you can sow a seed of at least 5 or $10 every month $30 $50 if you, if you can't afford it please please uh, look into helping build this ministry because it's it is a game changer and it reaches 